This is Rob Beardsley with Lone Star Capital and today I wanted to talk about fixed versus floating rate debt. This is a super hot topic and definitely something that I like uh, arguing about a lot. So a few years ago, especially back kind of the early 2018, we all thought or knew that interest rates were rising and so everybody sounded like a genius when they were talking about locking in a fixed rate loan for 10 years, right? The, the name of the game was long-term, conservative, long-term fixed rate debt uh, to eliminate interest rate risk. And so everybody thought they were being a genius and interest rates were going to go higher. And you were insane to do a bridge loan because it was both short-term in maturity and it was floating. And so you were subject to uh, interest rate risk and maturity risk and you'd have to refinance in, short, in a short period of time, likely when interest rates were higher and the capital markets less favorable. So, but as we all know, um, interest rates reversed course and they actually went down lower than before. And now a lot of people that were locking in debt and they thought they were a genius at 4%, now they're thinking, wow, I really shouldn't have done that and I could be locking debt sub three today. So, and that really is where the magic of floating rate debt comes into play. Floating rate debt takes a lot of the crystal ball and guessing out of play for interest rates. And you know, yes, a fixed rate loan maybe lets you sleep better at night because you literally take interest rate risk out of the equation. But with, if you look actually at the studies done over time on interest rates, you actually pay the least amount of interest when you float rather than fix. So that's something really interesting. And um, so that kind of, that's it. You know, that's the end of the video. Floating is cheaper than fixed. No, just kidding. There's actually some more interesting nuance there. Uh, that I think is very fascinating. So one thing that's really interesting is what should you do? Should you fix or float in a rising interest rate environment and a, f a lowering interest rate environment? And so the answer might surprise you. So you would think in a rising interest rate environment, you should uh, choose a fixed rate option because interest rates are rising and so you should fix at the current level and then you know, you, you, you've taken that risk out of play. But actually the, the research shows that in a rising rate environment, the market is already pricing in anticipation of those rising rates, higher, um, higher fixed rates. So when you lock in that fixed rate, you actually basically took a step up and locked in that higher rate. Whereas a floating rate loan product would actually gradually float up to those higher uh, rate levels. So it kind of lags the, the fixed rate jump as the market anticipates that, that rise in interest rates. So that's... Um, that's something interesting to consider. Another uh, really interesting thing that was happening just about a year ago, when rates were starting to go down, it was actually cheaper to, you could, you could actually uh, swap into a fixed rate out of a floating rate and pay less interest day one than what you were currently paying on a floating rate loan. And that, if you understand rates, shouldn't make any sense because you should actually pay less on a floating rate loan because you are taking on interest rate risk, so you should be compensated for the risk in a lower rate, at least initially. However, in a falling rate environment, it actually isn't the case and swaps become cheaper than fixed rate loans. And so while it's very tempting to just swap your rate into a fixed rate uh, and then sit, have interest lock in day one interest rate savings, um, it actually, history shows that when that scenario occurs, that actually swapping into a fixed rate uh, is cheaper than the current floating rate, that all that means is that rates are on their way down. And 
this most recent period in um, early early 2020 proved to be exactly true and happened just that way. What happened was, you know, swaps were cheaper than, than floating, but what happened, LIBOR went from, I'm not sure what it was, one and a half, and it went all the way down to nearly zero. So now if, you're, if you were able to lock in an attractive spread of, you know, 200 bips, and you're, you know, your, your index rate, LIBOR, went down to 14, I think it is today, you know, you're paying slightly over 2% on your rate. So, um, you know, you can really get the, the, you know, really cheap rates if you choose to float, but then at the same time, you are subject to interest rate risk. And I actually made a video recently about uh, interest rate caps, which are a hedging product that actually reduce but not eliminate your interest rate risk on a floating rate loan. Um, but that's, and I guess I'll, I'll cover that really quickly. So obviously the reason why people get scared of a floating rate loan is they're worried that they're going to wake up one day and their rate went from all in at you know, 3%, 4% up to 7%. And that could you know, blow up their cash flow and potentially ruin their deal. So one thing that is uh, helpful in terms of sleeping at night is, as I mentioned, an interest rate cap. And so what that does is it limits your risk up to a certain point. So if LIBOR today is 14 bips and, you know, you're looking at your underwriting and you feel comfortable with the maximum LIBOR being, you know, one and a half percent, you can actually buy an interest rate cap that will be a, a, it's a hedging product that basically with your counterparty agreeing that if LIBOR goes above anything more than one and a half percent, the counterparty will be responsible for paying the increase in rate. Your risk is only up to that one and a half percent level. So that's a great way to, you know, get the best of both worlds. You can get the benefits of floating rates, but then also limit your risk. Um, so that's a more nuanced approach than just simply saying, oh, I want to sleep well at night, or I think, you know, the rates are good today, so I'm going to fix them today. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a big point about the, you know, in the fixed versus floating discussion. If you, over time, look at it over, you know, certain periods, two-year period, three-year period, 10-year period, uh, you know, you'll really find that floating is cheaper than fixed. Now, the next big point about floating versus fixed, and this is especially as it relates to agency financing, is the flexibility that a floating rate loan product affords you. So when you lock in a fixed rate loan, you're often subject to a yield maintenance prepayment penalty. I don't want to cover exactly how a yield maintenance penalty works, but it's not pretty and it can be very costly and have you essentially stuck in a deal that you don't necessarily want to be in. So most people, when they lock in a 10-year loan, they actually don't want to own the property for the full 10 years. But yield maintenance can make that a challenge, or in a less severe case, it can force you to sell the deal subject to assuming the existing loan, which, depending on the interest rate environment and depending on the terms of the loan, can cause you not to be able to get full value for that property, right? So the debt actually becomes a burden on the property rather than a benefit. Whereas with a floating rate loan product, because you're floating, the lender is less concerned about having call protection because they're going to, they're subject, they're also taking interest rate risk and they're going to be able to redeploy. If you pay them off, they're going to be able to redeploy that money at the prevailing market rates, just as what they were earning in your existing loan. So with that being said, in a floating rate situation, you can often prepay the loan early, you know, whether you're two years into a 10-year loan or five years, six years, 
and it can often be at just a simple 1% prepayment penalty, which is very favorable in comparison to a yield maintenance prepayment penalty, which you know, in certain scenarios can be 5% of the existing loan balance, 10%, even 15% of the existing loan balance and make it completely uneconomic to prepay the loan. So I would say if nothing else, you know, ignoring the potential savings associated with floating versus fixed, the flexibility is a huge, huge benefit, um, especially for savvy, opportunistic investors that aren't married to a certain hold period uh, you know, and are comfortable or, or may need to sell in three to five years. Thanks for watching.